Keep it at 5150 episode 21. 21. Not six months in like I thought last week because a year doesn't have 40 weeks. <laughs> That's 52. You had one what job. What the fuck is wrong with me? Also, I love that you were so confident about it. Yeah. You came in so incredibly hard with like, Man. oh, by the way, this is how many weeks metric year, That's all the stuff. going to take my physics degree away. I never argue with a confident man. I was <laughs> like, that seems right. I'd never stop to check it. It was so smooth. It's such a smooth opening. Much like the smooth opening in this one, this is going to be the first episode that doesn't have a soft opening. No, it was quite straight bang, woo. Yeah. Ident number. Yeah, I know. Apologies. Yeah. So 21 podcast is now legal, and that's how you know. <laughs> Because we came in wooing, and this it's how we do here at Castle Fifty One Fifty. That's right. So this is the the Harry Potter episode. It's going to be about Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what you think of when you think about episode twenty one of things. <laughs> think about the twenty first of something. You're like, yeah, what's Harry Potter up to? <laughs> Other than living, I guess, being the boy that boy lived. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't think of a better ending between page one and page a, a million a, a, a million page pages. <laughs> Look, I don't want to give too much away. About scintillating Harold Potter talk, but uh, that's not what we're going to talk about right now. That's that's later gold. Yes, the current stream of gold. <laughs> what we've been up to this week, I guess, is uh, a lot, a lot of a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. Covered um, covered a lot of ground. We went to uh, we went to a show. Went to a show that we've been talking about going to for like the last. I think since we started the podcast. I think it was possibly about, about the time we started the podcast. And at least the last ten episodes have been like, can't wait for. <laughs> Yeah. Three months from now when fucking Mutoid Man gets Mutoid here. Man with uh, Helms Ali and Hughes Ox is good last Thursday. At Numos, it was dope. It was really good. Also, I was I didn't think I'd be this excited about a show before I went in. I, I felt like I was 15 again. It did. It held up. It held up yeah. the expectations. Um, I, I recommend that if you guys see that Mutoid Man is playing around you. Oh, yeah. Just 100%. Just, just go. go. Just go to it. Drive to it. Drive 200 miles. Go, go see them. They're great. They, they are consummate rock and roll professionals. They are genuinely funny. They're funny. They nail it. They like they play so well. They play so well. And they drop in little references to other songs and shit like that. Like they play a, a, ref, a little uh, "We Are the Road Crew" by Motorhead riff. They do when they're talking about their road crew. They yeah. played that, then went into another song. They played a new level before they went into um, "Kiss of Death." It was just, it was so good. It was. Just... They did this thing where they were playing a riff, and any time that they could take one hand <laughs> off the fretboard. <laughs> They would just give each other the middle finger. And it seemed to be like a weird running gag between the band, which I enjoy when bands are there this, that, having that much fun with themselves. Yeah, they were really enjoying it. They, no one's happier to be in Mutoid Man than the members of Mutoid Man. Like, those guys are psyched to be up there. They look yeah. like they have fun. Um, one thing of note I wanted to point out. Uh, father of the year. Oh, the shit. Crowd. There was two kids. How old? Well, I don't know, 10 and 11? Like I'm that, going to yeah, 10, 12, something like that. I don't know how old kids are. But, like, very young for a show. And they were at the front for the whole thing. And there was this sort of, like, Larry David-looking dude who was their dad. And he was defending them from stage divers and the fucking mosh pit that was opened up behind them. And he, he was just, like, this amazing dude. <laughs> like, I, was, yeah. I was really impressed with and his then, commitment to teaching his kids rock and roll. And then the best moment of that is when the bass player from Mutoid <laughs> Man, at the end of the show, so the you know, they have their big, like, rock and roll ending where they're, like, strumming the guitars and hitting cymbals and stuff. Yeah. And the bass player took off his bass and just handed it to, like, the 10-year-old, yeah. like, kid who 
the look on his face was just like, I didn't know people were allowed to do this. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, he was like, oh. Like, he didn't even know what to do with the bass. Right. He was just psyched that a dude put a bass around his neck and <sighs> just walked off. And he it, was just like. That was genuinely brilliant. And, and it, it made me so happy. That ki- it made that kid happy. Oh, yeah. And but kid, it, that it was ki- also that, 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 was, that just crystallized the entire show. Like, yeah. that, was, that was how good it was and how nice and how funny and yeah. how awesome it was. It was just. It makes me, like, wonder, like, the next show that that kid goes to he's gonna be super let down yeah shows aren't like that when he goes to like cattle decapitation (laughs) at like studio seven and it's just aggressively not fun (laughs) for for the band or the people in the audience that's not a shot at cow decap but cat dap cat dap it's more of most bands that play aggressive music are very serious about it. Yeah. And they're going to sit there, like, making their, like, serious face while they, like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this new br- breed of, like, New Soy Man, Torch, Gatheist, and I'm, I'm, the, the list may end there, but there, there, may, there <laughs> yeah. may be, there may be yeah. more. I'm not, I need to scratch more, more of this, but yeah. it's, like, like bands that are genuinely having fun with this, with this shit. It's kind of rare. That was, that was a great show. And He Who's Ox is Good to the opener. Awesome. Just super really rad. good. I really enjoyed them. Like, yeah. More, more than, I, I like them, but I like that more than I thought it would. Yeah, it they great. were really good at like the like making you bang your head slowly, like yeah. groove stuff. Where it's just like the whole time you're like, like not yeah, quite dog. doom, but not quite groove. Just, but it's like the like, whole like you had that like head nod, like yeah. You know, like, Guitarist did do some impressive back bends. That was yeah, he did. That was great. He, I was scared. I was like, <laughs> I've, I've oh, seen no. pictures of him doing that. So it's like, oh, oh, he's doing. Wait, he's, he's gonna do thing. it. He's gonna do it. Oh, he did it. Yeah, he trying went to touch the back of his head to the stage, <laughs> just trying to like hit his head so hard that he forgets how to talk by <laughs> hitting the back of it onto like the fucking stage. But uh, they're great. You should check them out. Absolutely. Um, before yeah. we uh, move on to our featured segment, do you have any thoughts on a movie you might have seen? Oh yes, you're like movie adverse generally. But. Generally yes, but um, this year's been pretty good. Like I've seen sort of an almost unbroken stream of decent movies. Yes, and uh, so I went to see on on Saturday a movie that you've seen, so we can talk about it. Uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, Edgar Wright's new movie. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because it wasn't super fucking funny. Um, yes, it really makes me think. Um, and I should say that I liked it but didn't love it the way I yeah, liked it. Yeah, I was movie. kind of in the middle. Right? I would say all the other movies that Edgar Wright has made, he's co-written with yeah. somebody else. Yeah. And I feel like Simon Pegg and the other writer were uh, wittying up the dialogue and stuff in those previous ones because I felt yeah. like... The, there was some dialogue that was a little... A, a little bit clunky. Like, yeah, the, um, we'll just do spoilers. Like, if, if you've not seen this movie, yeah. and you want to see it? Fucking skip this part of the podcast. Yeah, um, or the whole podcast where uh, John John Ham's character gets shot, and he's lying on the floor of the diner, and the, there's some security guard. A cop comes in. And he says, "Oh, where did you get shot?" And the he Ham pulls out a gun, shoots the security guard, and says, "Here." I'm like, that doesn't it doesn't work. It's not very funny. It just w- take another pass at it. You, do, you have to do it live. You, know, like, <laughs> you are allowed to. Re- yeah, like sometimes the second idea is better. <laughs> yeah, like and even put this in the trailer. The when you start catching feelings, you, you'll catch a bullet. Oh, that's like it's a stinker. I thought in out of context in the trailer, it's like oh they're talking about how he's in love with the waitress, but that's out of like him just having a conscience or not wanting to like indiscriminately murder people. So catching feelings only sort of even works in that context it's just like not even a good enough line to shoehorn into like dialogue that wasn't great there's Um, a lot there's a lot of moments like that it's not super funny but it is it has moments that does that does that made me laugh i mean the best gag i think is when they're on a heist and and it's like okay so you're gonna wear uh michael myers masks and then (laughs) 
the payoff to that gag is the guy bought Austin Powers mask because he's like, you know, Mike Myers. And it's yeah. like, okay, that was like legitimate. But that's a visual gag, which I feel yeah, like it, Edgar it was, Wright it, is stronger. It was over at. two scenes as well. Like the setup and the punchline yeah. were quite far apart. That yeah. was really good. Yeah, that was like, but it's, so I visual stuff is yeah. definitely Edgar Wright's forte. If you watch Edgar Wright movies and you're they're known for their fast-paced like comic dialogue that like really like pops. Yeah, and he, he definitely cuts uh, it together as if the dialogue really pops. But it it doesn't though. Kevin Spacey who's, you know, Frank Underwood is in this movie. Yeah. Phoning it in pretty hard. You think? I, 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 I thought I, I so. thought it was a reasonable performance. I quite reasonably it. phoned in. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel I, like I, he I, called me collect from the lobby of the movie theater and was like, hey, do you, will you accept the charges? It, for he this? reminded me of most Kevin Spacey performances, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, every once in a while in movies, he tries harder. <laughs> I think now you're just used to Kevin Spacey aggressively not trying. So you, you're like, yeah, this seems right. Um, but they make it a point that he's like, I never work with the same crews. Several but, times. I kind of do. <laughs> you know, other than Baby, the driver, because he's the best. Yeah. He's literally the best at what he does. Um, so the first heist is John Hamm and his stripper girlfriend, Buddy and Darling. Yeah. And then uh, the dude from The Walking Dead, John bon- Barafall, Bonfall, something like that. Anyway. Right. And that guy, that, that dude, is just giving baby shit like oh, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he's, he's just right. like... And then the next heist, it's two random other dudes and yeah. Jamie Foxx. Like really tattooed dudes. And Jamie Foxx gives baby <laughs> shit in the, in, exact, the same way. in the exact same way. Like Jamie Foxx and that first dude, like it's both like, that kid's weird. He's listening to music. I don't think I like him. <laughs> say that two times. <laughs> <laughs> Write that scene twice and, and say it word for word. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how we make this different? Different actors. Like it's like... <laughs> Now Jamie Foxx is saying it. Are you guys convinced? Yeah, we get it. He's wearing fucking headphones all the time. <laughs> we get it. Little These... dancing Michael Sarah is wearing headphones the entire fucking movie. Yeah, we get it. These guys are weirdly dicks. Like, <laughs> dicks about the weirdest stuff. Like, of all the things that could be assholes and flex hard about, it's like, hey, the getaway driver seems like he's listening to music. So let's go some stuff, stuff we like. How about the, the opening uh, action sequence right at the top of the movie? Pretty good. Pretty I, great. I really like that. I think that was like that was like a Metallica album. Like My, start. Oh, is, this is a strong start. Yeah. Uh, minus some points for John Spencer Blues Explosion. <laughs> um, All right. That's something I did want to get into because everyone's like, oh, man. I, yeah. People people were like, oh, but you can't wait to see Baby Drive because the soundtrack is so good. The soundtrack is so aggressively mediocre. There's a couple of good songs. Yeah, well, and it's like, this is actually not good. I would pick... A different song at every single point in this, and that's my taste as well. But it's, fuck, I mean, I understand that Brighton Rock, fuck you. <laughs> it should have been football fight from the Flash Gordon soundtrack. I'm alright. Any, any other Queen? Yeah, any other Queen song. Um, Brighton Rock is fucking terrible. <laughs> what? It's got that. It's got that guitar solo. Yeah, shut up, John. Hamm. <laughs> also, what? I like the fact that his brother played Sheer Heart Attack when he was in high school. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> No one did that. No <laughs> one in America listened to Sheer Heart Attack over and over again. He used to play Night at the Opera. It was coming through the walls. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> was he not playing Intensity in 10 Cities? Are you sure? Yeah, it's a lot of, there's a lot of music. There's a lot of uh, charming lip syncing and awkward dancing. Yeah, that that was... He was actually quite a good dancer, I thought. He was like, yeah. he seemed to be... When he's making the, the uh, blind... Is he blind or deaf? I think he's blind and deaf. He's, his poor... Uh, no, they're doing, they're doing sign language to each other. He's clearly just yeah, deaf. He's, <laughs> he's obviously blind because he can read all the sign language. He's making him a sandwich and he's 
hardcore dancing all over the flat. <laughs> yeah, like, like on some like La La Land shit. Like on some real like, <laughs> like. So I mean, and that seems to be a part of it, but no one else is a part. Of it, so he's like literally in like a different movie, which is like part of the point, especially in the beginning of the movie. It's yeah. like that he he soundtracks and lives in his own world. Yeah, that everyone else is like, I guess feels the need to shit on because if you're a criminal and you see that guy oh i hate music (laughs) sitting in the corner listening to music quietly between because he was like it wasn't like he was dancing around the clubhouse i'm sorry to keep going back to this this is really weird that both there's like two different guys who never met yeah like they didn't meet in a bar and be like hey you're about to do that job you should probably shit on that guy (laughs) because like there's this one weird dude and i was giving him shit and like you know, <laughs> how did the job go? What fine? He was a really good driver. <laughs> He's super good. No complaints about that. <laughs> if I was giving him a five star Yelp review about that, definitely <laughs> one star for listening and not wearing headphones. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, you'll, I've, I've you'll watch one it. further observation, which was uh, towards the end of the movie, the um, uh, waitress and um, dancing Michael Sarah and Kevin Spacey going down in the elevator, and he's he says to them. Okay, here's like basically a suitcase full of cash. Don't trust anyone but each other. Keep driving to here. I hate Mexico or whatever it is. Some, it's some line like that. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like page 80 of the script. I'm like, if the movie started there, that would have been a better movie. I'm like, I want to see that movie. What was really weird about that is this is a dude that previously had been like, hey, you're going to keep driving for me or I'm going to kill the old man that you live with. Yeah. And or I'm going to like do something untoward to your like waitress girlfriend because I think he's like, she's really pretty hope she stays that way like he's gonna throw like acid in her yeah, face I or something like in the face i thought it was like a joker thing <laughs> and then after everything that's happened and it's like everything's gone bad if he's like people have died that are in his employ like this heist has gone bad they're one in criminals he sees them and he's like ah uh, you two kids he's like sees them he's like you do you really are a cute couple i'm gonna give you all of this money and give you a car and send you on your way and then Oh, and then take a bullet for you <laughs> in the end. Like, and then, what the fuck, Kevin Spacey's character? I know it had to happen because they painted themselves into a corner with well, that. Well, you have but to end a, the movie at some point. But, well, he felt he had to end the movie that way because that got you to another shootout and another John Hamm sequence. But oh, that, that, was, was, that like, was too long as well. That, that was last... like a shocking reversal from Kevin Spacey. Like, yeah. you know, this is a dude who pushes ladies in front of trains. <laughs> I mean, not in this movie. But I feel like he might have. I think that's probably what he's, what he's up to. Yeah. Try. If he had pushed a waitress in front of a train, I would be like, yeah, it makes sense. Any last thoughts on Baby Driver before we move on to our I, future segment? Like I said, uh, mediocre. Not not a great film. Certainly not a terrible film. If they make yeah. a sequel, I will go see the sequel. Do um, you think John Hamm should come back? <laughs> just be, like, on fire. <laughs> the whole time, like, maniac cop. Just or as, on as fire. a ghost. Like, just <laughs> Baby <laughs> Driver 2, the ghost of John Hamm's character. <laughs> Buddy's ghost. Buddy's ghost. The search for Buddy's gold. Yeah, make that <laughs> make that movie. <laughs> you heard us, Hollywood, <laughs> and to help fund start funding <laughs> Buddy's gold, the movie. Here's that. Pod up, pod fans. Your band is pretty tight. Your songs are sharp and clever. Your look is on point. But with so much music out there, how are you going to break through? You're probably thinking, well, our electrifying and captivating stage show will win us some fans. Buzz, wrong answer. What about our stylish t-shirts and ironic bandanas? Stop guessing. You're embarrassing both of us. 
SmashySmash.com has the answer to your problems. It's the all-in-one instructional system that shows you how to trash your gear at the end of the set. Waiting until the end of the set is just less than one. But there's so much more. Strats versus tellies. Which give up sooner? It's strats, obviously. How to push the neck for the grill into the speaker cone. Why you don't smash the mics. They're not your mics. It's available now at the low price of $2,700 per month. This includes our instructional DVD, wrist guards, and valuable vintage instruments. We probably should have opened with that. 5150 listeners get bonus content for Pete Townsend, who explains why a 70s high-watt amp now costs more in your car. Smashy smash. They'll know you mean no encores. And we're back! I peeked a little on that. You know I'm not going to do it again. I say it every time I peek. Okay, so this is it. This is what you've been waiting for for a whole goddamn week. Yeah. Part two of Double Fantasy, where we dive deep, 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 deep into Harry Potter. We go through the Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> past we, the Wizard of Mordor. I can't remember what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we touch a Philosopher's Stone. Sure. To the States, it was changed to Sorcerer's Stone. It was, rightly... Yeah. That sounds more like a thing that it a wizard would use. sounds more like use. a wizard thing. Yeah. like that, That's a good call, America. Yeah. <laughs> we're not always right, but we're right when it comes to wizard shit. <laughs> Take that, other countries. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your wizards. <laughs> yeah. Don't come at us with that weak-ass wizard game. We gave you Houdini. You David Copperfield. Electric wizard. I think they might be English. Yeah. The guy in the Stella's commercial who uh, does a bunch of magic tricks with Stella's at a bar. That commercial's really bad. Probably shouldn't have been made. I don't know why I referenced it. But you know what it is. Yeah. You know how we do it. <laughs> You're a land of evil sorcerers. <laughs> well, let's But see. why don't you tell me about it? <laughs> Segway. We'll segue this out. Okay. Oh. All right. So give me give me the elevator pitch on why I should give a fuck about Harry Potter. It's, it's hard to do. I mean, it's a cultural phenomenon. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure why I like it is the problem. Like, it's The, the books are... They get better written as they go along. I think it's her, like, she, she'd never written a book before the first... She's written stories and stuff like that, but never got anything published before the first Harry Potter book. So it's not like a mature, advanced writer who really knows her craft. But by about, by about the third and fourth book, it's pretty good. Like, I've heard people who have tried to sell me on this say that the books mirror the the age of the people who are in them. Meaning, yeah, that, like, meaning like the first, the, the first book... Because Harry's super young. He's it's about like, 11, I think. It's like, that's like a kid's book. Yeah, the, there, is, yeah. It, there is like an, uh, an, I don't know if it's like a conscious kind of like, okay, start using grade 11 words now in this book or, or whatever it right. is. But um, the stories get more advanced. Maybe the maybe the actual words get more advanced as well. But the actual, the stories get more interesting and complicated. I think just as the characters develop, um, and they get they get longer as well, um, not uniformly, but I think the uh, but by about the third book, it's like this is this is pretty good. Like you, you could you could legitimately read that and, and enjoy it. You, you probably know enough just from like living in the world to to just watch them in any order at but, this point. Like, but I but I won't know how he <laughs> was able to choose what part of the school he was going to live in. So. Which part of the school he lives in? Because there's four houses. You guys don't have this at school, right? You don't have your schools aren't further subdivided into houses. The uh, right? no, the the school, the high school I went to did have an alternative high school within it. 
Oh wow! You applied to that though. You, you weren't. You weren't. No, there was no divining rod that shows you to go to that school. No, but to, like my my school was divided into, into houses just because there was enough people in there such that you divide that divide the school up into four, and then they can play each other at sports and chess and whatever. And there's like intra-school competition. You can, Did you get to choose which place you're in? You put a sorting hat on you. No, uh, you just assigned. Like, okay, you just you show up, and I guess they 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 go through the register to get four houses. Okay. Uh, Adam's fucking Latham, <laughs> like sure. Uh, Beatrice Holland, but but Dobby and Mancaster but in but <laughs> in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, in the Harry Potter universe, it's, it's different. A... Um, it, you're assigned a house based on your skills, uh, based on your character. That you the sorting hat is placed on your head, right? And it looks into your soul. The hat, the hat, the hat does. It's a oh, Paul. It's a magic hat. <laughs> Oh, it starts by singing before before it even before it even fucking does any sorting. Has a little song. It's not like a cranberry song. <laughs> it's it's not as good as a cranberry song. It's not as good as a jawbreaker song. <laughs> Actually, it's like that. It is as good as a cranberry song. <laughs> it's, it's it's like oh, which house will they be in? Something something rhymes with which house will they be in? Not as good as that, but like <laughs> like like that. Um, and then the the four houses have these specific characteristics, like uh, there's Gryffindor, which is Harry Potter's house, which uh, uh, is their their main ca- defining characteristic is bravery. Like they're they're already fucking, they'll they they won't back down. They're, they're Tom Petty. Then there's uh, Ravenclaw, and they're already fucking smart. They're like oh, like really fucking scary smart in that house. And then there's Slytherin, and they're all bastards. <laughs> they're all fucking, they're all evil. Bastards! <laughs> like they just like stab each other in the back to get ahead, motherfuckers. I'm like, why have that as a well, house? That, that was gonna be my follow up <laughs> question. Why do they have an? Why? One, yeah. Why do they have enough people who are at that school that are evil that they're like, we should probably have? Like, yeah. You know what? Ask and never answered in the fucking <laughs> books. <laughs> Good question, Paul. Like, Good... <laughs> like, like, is that a? Is that a component that they're like, we need to have this balance? Like, we need to, like, bake dudes that are going to be... What about all the wizards that just want to fucking kill all the other wizards? <laughs> like, yeah, they should They should have a place. Yeah, we should train them up. You know what? Up. Fucking like, fair and balanced. The, the, no. <laughs> <laughs> that seems super weird. That False you, equivalency, Miss Rowling. I'm assuming they haven't shared this hat technology with, like, the police and stuff because it seems like something that you would just want to use just in everyday yeah, life. Yeah, it would be really cool. For, if, instead of having a system of courts and judges and shit like that in English law, what they could do is just put a hat on the dude and the hat would go, yeah, guilty. Like he's, yeah. He it's murdered like, four people. Yeah. Instead, they, they've harnessed this technology much like uh, how the BBC has time travel but only uses it for baking shows and stuff. Yeah, that's right. They have this hat technology <laughs> that I can look at the people's souls and the best thing they can think about is like, this will really help us divide up and make roommates out of people. <laughs> that's exactly. Ri- that's ridiculous. I mean, it's gonna we've got to even out the Quidditch teams. So, <laughs> There's one more house, which is Hufflepuff, which is the remains. Everybody left. Anyone who isn't put in any of... Anyone who doesn't have any qualities, fucking Hufflepuff. <laughs> like, really? So oh, Hufflepuff- no, not good enough? Bullshit house for you. Yeah, it's really fucking unfair. Like, it's really crazy. So there's the- two houses that you might want to be in, like Brave or Smart, and then there's... Or, evil, which I guess you could double down on and go like, well, at least I hate everybody. Fuck it all. Like, here's I, the I'm thing a- about Hufflepuff <laughs> that I think what people are taking account. I think they're primed for an Animal House style situation, right? Yeah, just so some, r- some strong, strong character comes in and goes, let's fuck this place up. Yeah, let's get hey, some, you guys. Let's start doing panty raids on fucking Gryffindor. Yeah, are you, are you gonna accept 
what some hat tells you about yourself <laughs> that you don't even rate. <laughs> motherfucker. Like It was a magic hat. It was a magic hat. Man, fuck. Th- we're magic, motherfucker. <laughs> we have hats. Let's do this. Hufflepuff. That sounds game. fun. It sounds yeah. like you could really take over Hufflepuff. Like, yeah, my my my. I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Hufflepuff is rife for a regime change. Yeah, Hufflepuff. Who's uh? They also have a sigil, and theirs is a badger. <laughs> Which is? Do they all have sigils? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ravenclaw is. I think. I'm pretty sure it's a raven. <laughs> could be wrong about if, that. If, if it it's isn't... not. I, That's like, weird. God strike me dead. But if it's not, it's, oh, come on, it should be. Slytherin's is a fucking snake, and like a fucking evil snake. It's like the cover of the Black Album. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's one of those "Don't Try to Me" traitor snakes. <laughs> hey, you fucking English, <laughs> knock that shit off. Okay, so everyone's divided in the house. Yeah, um, by some arbitrary and unfair. By method. by a magic hat. Yeah, this, and there's there's no retest for that or anything. It's no, like, just okay. just do it once, and okay. it's also. Just happens to divide them about equally into sets of four each year. <laughs> so. But because it'd be weird. Oh, you're well, all smart. No you're, all, you're all in Ravenclaw. No evil wizards this year. <laughs> like, well, um, I mean, presumably, like in the screen. I mean, before they gets to the hat, they've done phone interviews or like <laughs> turned to the cats. And no, some no. Uh, what happens is if you're a magic wizard, uh, you get an owl from the school. By the way, they use owls to send messages, not pigeons, Wait, like you might. But expect. it's not all owls, right? Because I heard that one dude just got like a rat to hang out with. That's the no. Uh, or is that a different thing? The, that's not how you got the message. You you can bring a pet with you. Oh, okay. Weirdly, and uh, Harry brought an owl. I guess he got the owl. Received a message through the owl and then was like, "Okay, we're, we're gonna hang out now." Me, me and the owl. Well, I can't remember exactly. Owls how it are dope. Off. I saw an owl <laughs> in real life on the street, like he, here in Seattle. Here in Seattle, this wasn't that. Wasn't that winter? <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the mayhem show where it was. No, it was not. If that, that would have been. I would have definitely told the story on every <laughs> podcast. No, it was late. Capitol Hill. I was walking back from um, Numos. We're, I'm walking with some friends and we see at the top of a light pole. At first, what I thought was a fake owl, like you know how they put fake owls and stuff. So, like you, like there's I like have seen fake owls around to scare off like crows and shit. So they yeah, don't yeah, shit everywhere. So I thought it was fake, but I thought it was weird that it was at the top of a light pole, and then it just, like head moved, and it was just a straight up just owl hanging out there. And we just stopped and like watched it for a while, and then a crow flew by, but got too close, and it fucking like went at the fucking. <laughs> It went at the crow wow. and then and then flew in like over to a house or whatever, and we were like, "This is dope!" Like that was incredible. <laughs> and then after that, for the next like year, every time I was out late, I was just looking around for owls. Never saw one again. Pretty rare. That's some like Harry Potter shit. <laughs> it might have been trying to send you a message. Oh really? Anyway, what's the message? It's don't live in capital. That there's such an abundance of rats on the street that is cool for an owl to just randomly is, hang out. Like, <laughs> your new rent is twenty one hundred dollars a month. Yeah, um, oh, I'm gonna go live in Hogwarts. It's way cheaper. Yeah. So the owls are fucking gully as fuck. Yeah. It, really, you know what I would actually bring if I could? A pelican. <laughs> Pelicans are like the most metal of animals. They you mentioned this before. They feast on the blood of their enemies. Yeah, and they only eat things that are that have warm blood and that they've personally killed. That's gully as shit. I would intimidate the fuck out. I'm assuming everyone else in Sliverin, because that's going to be the house that probably ends up in. But people have owls. Uh, well, uh, a owls, dangerous wild bird. Yeah, uh, they're also the, the messaging system. Uh, you, Harry received an owl when he was. 11. But does it drop a message off, or does it uh, yeah, tell I think people? It, it drops a message off. You can't oh, yeah, talk. It talk? Yeah. 
Look, I'm not I'm not taking anything for granted in the wizardry world of Harry Potter. You know what I mean? I mean, like, animals should be able to talk. He can communicate with snakes. Also, he goes into a, a, a wait a zoo. Wait, a zoo? he can? Yeah, Harry Harry Potter can talk to snakes, but just snakes. Yes, just snakes. It's called parcel tongue. Shouldn't he be in Slytherin? Shouldn't that be a Slytherin? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the hat did raise that. Seriously, when, they, when he puts the hat on, the hat was like, "Oh, you're gonna be a Slytherin? You fucking seem to like you like power and talking to snakes and shit." Um, and he's like, oh, I don't want to be a Slytherin. And the hat puts him in Gryffindor. Wait, you can just opt out? Well, I, uh, he was like, oh, I hope I don't get put in Slytherin. And he didn't get put in Slytherin. So. Okay. Um, I mean, there's holes in the story. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of holes in the story. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's very hard to defend Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, so you have. You have a, a weird compound full of teenage kids yeah who yeah. have magic powers yeah do they do they bring up what they do with the dead bodies from all the excessive <laughs> hazing and stuff that would have had to have happened like i'm assuming seniors were just like using magic to just like haze the shit out of like yeah, underclassmen there's, right there's not a lot of like inter, intra um or inter uh year bullying that seems Wildly unrealistic. I, mean, yeah. I realize it's a story about you gotta magic. you got to suspend your disbelief <laughs> about as far as... But as far, yeah, as far as teenagers is concerned, you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I've been a wizard for five years. I'm going to fuck up this kid. <laughs> yeah, this not kid's so well. not as good as a wizard as me because he's younger. Yeah. But I know he's gunning for my spot. I'm just going to use like... Take his fingers off. For, I'm going to use Forgeticus to make him forget everything that he's <laughs> ever learned. He like won't even know how to talk. He'll forget he can see. I'm assuming they would do stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that seems unrealistic. I know. It's a problem with a lot of the stuff that we were talking about. Yeah. Is, as an adult dude, my head only goes to, like, it being fucked up. Yeah, And yeah. apparently that was never a consideration. Like, they're never like, we need to explain why this won't be fucked up. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It's like, no, everyone's cool. They just like have magic and can do stuff. And it's like, no, it's like Lord of the Flies shit. Like British boarding schools are I, like nightmare. I mean, this this you guys' prison system and British boarding schools are kind of the same thing, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I've watched Scum and stuff, which is more like a prison detention type. But you know what it is. Yeah, like, you know that, how that's it is. Borstal, and it looks like yeah, that's kind of also what fancy like Harrow and Winchester and things like that. They also sound like they might be a bit like Scum. Yeah, except you come out talking posh. Yeah, and, and so, you're really connected. So if you throw some like Phoenix hair wands and shit into that, <laughs> like I'm just saying that I and, and then you and then you straight up have like a, a population of people that you have said, okay, you guys are fucking evil. You're, and you're evil, allowed to be and you're like dope. Do you know there was kids who came in and they're like, "What house do you want to be at?" And they're like, "Slytherin." Yeah, it's they it's, start magic fighting. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, they're all like, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm gonna fuck you up with this wand." <laughs> <sighs> so yeah yeah they have wands no i well why would also they? the wand picks you like you go into olivander's the wand shop just one wand shop fucking monopoly <laughs> can't just amazon.com your wand you yeah, gotta you and go this specific unicorn bone wand or whatever like you gotta get this creepy dude olivander who's like might be might be in with the the dark lord <laughs> Also, there's a bad guy. It's called Voldemort. But no oh. one calls him fucking Voldemort because if you use the word Voldemort, fucking scary shit might happen. Um, Wait, so it's like a it's like a Bloody Mary type situation? Where it's like a Candyman thing. It's a candy- <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that one guy with hooks for hands. Like, I don't want to say his name because then if I say it two more times in quick succession by accident during the conversation, he he'll, might just appear and be like, show up. 
You yeah. might just be like sweets for the sweet murder man, <laughs> and it'll be fucking weird, right? Like that would fucking suck. So all, all the all the Nazi children, uh, they refer to him as like the Dark Lord. They were like like Himmler or, or uh, the the Fuhrer. Like they don't use like the Dark Lord. Oh, what, but what if but the Dark Lord shows up? And all the all the good kids like refer to him as he who must not be named, which is way clunkier. That's the guitar player for the dwarves. That's like, right. Yeah, he must be pissed. <laughs> he's like you motherfucker. Like <laughs> I had that in the nineties. So is there, is there rules to the magic in this world? Uh, you, when you're outside of school, you can't do magic. I mean, you're not supposed to do magic. You can physically do magic, but you're not supposed to. And if you do, fucking alarm goes off, because I guess they've got the country wired to test if oh. unlicensed underage wizards are casting spells that they shouldn't be casting. And if they do, as happens at the beginning of book four or five, because Harry's getting into some shit, there's some monsters show up, like ones that, sh- that look like the guys in either Sun O or, uh, yeah. or uh, Mayhem. Uh, these just Dementors just fucking show up in a park in Surrey or wherever he lives. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, holy shit, gonna fucking monster blast or whatever his, whatever the spell is. And it sets off an alarm, but they're like, fucking, no, no magic for you. Fucking, you, you're gonna, you're going to wizard court. And it, oh, and <laughs> yeah, for real. He goes to wizard court. And they're all like, well, as it, it turns out, uh, you, you, no more magic for you ever. And then the hero, uh, his headmaster walks in and goes, what the fuck? Like, Dementors are after him and shit. Like, Fuck you guys! You're all a bunch of assholes. Again, I'm I'm paraphrasing the actual language. I would used. like it more if that's if he's like. <laughs> if this really took place in fucking Britain, though. He's dropping sea bombs. It would be more like <laughs> made like made in England. So, the very first chapter, I think, of of Harry Potter is called "The Boy Who Lived." Yeah. And then, spoiler alert: Harry Potter lives through the whole series. Yeah, he does. I mean, he gets gets trepidatious towards the end of each book, but he always survives. Yeah. That's why it's called Harry Potter and not some other wizards that used to know Harry Potter. R.I.P. Pour one out for our dead homie. Oh. Although if the seventh book was called that, I would I would just give her all my money. That would be fucking amazing. Do you chalk that up to um, her having this all planned out? Or do you just think that she never wanted to kill Harry Potter and then she was like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I did call it that. Some people will look back on this and think I had this fucking gamed out. No, it's called that because uh, Voldemort, you know, he was not renamed, you know, the Dark Lord, shows it like he hears this prophecy that there's this kid who's going to be born that's really good at magic. And he's like, fuck that. Like, I'm the best at magic. Was it David Copperfield? Yeah, it was. <laughs> but oddly, not the American magic one, the British one. <laughs> uh, I would I would like I would like David Copperfield a lot more if he was just really good at magic. <laughs> Like, if he's just a sorcerer. <laughs> That's I'm going to kill Chris Angel by making a bunch of spiders appear and just eat him. Um, That's my next TV special, The Death of Chris Angel. <laughs> also, if Penn and Teller keep revealing our tricks, I'm coming for them. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch Although that. Harry Blackstone used to reveal tricks, too. He had this thing, uh, there was this TV special that happened, it was like, how'd they do it? Or something like that. <laughs> Which is, and it was like, they would recreate, like, David Copper, like, those big, like, Making the Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah, like, like those big, like, glossy, like, bullshit, like, Vegas. Super spectacle. Yeah. yeah. And so a dude would come out, and he would be wearing, like, you know, he'd be wearing the pirate shirt and the pants and everything. But he oh, would have, like... the kind of Job. The, the magic Job aspires to do. Yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> But he, instead of, this, you know, David Copperfield would just be tanned with, like, a mullet or whatever. This dude just had, like, a, like a fucking, like, ski mask, like a sequin ski mask <laughs> on. Because he's like, the unknown magician is going to show you. He's going to do the trick. 
and he's gonna like blow up the spot and be like, "This is how they made that Lamborghini disappear or whatever." And like, <laughs> and then people the are 80s. like, and it was "They like, snorted it." It was like, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> the lawyers took it, it away. Was, it was alimony. made of cocaine. <laughs> it was. Do re- you guys like that trick? <laughs> you want to do it again? <laughs> yeah, for a dude who likes magic, I'm remarkably not into to everything you're saying about Harry Potter. You know how you got more interested in Game of Thrones when I was talking? Yeah. I'm becoming actively less interested in Harry Potter. Oh, as sorry, it's called the boiler because uh, Voldemort comes down, kills his parents, tries to kill him, and gets like the spell fucking bounces back, zaps him into oblivion, but not quite fully oblivion. Like, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm all weakened. He shovels off into the forest and I think puts part of his soul in a snake or a badger or something. And... Um, He's like he's on he's that, he's powered down for a few years until he sort of gets his shit together and then and comes back. So so his Achilles heel was a baby. Is he was trying to kill to a baby. Yeah, he killed two adult uh, magicians. No problem. Wi- sorry, wizards. I don't know magicians. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So baby lived because it had ba- baby powers. It had, yeah, it was it was a magic. It was, a, baby. it was like the baby from the labyrinth, and it said sure <laughs> baby powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so he, he's all like, "Ah, oh, fucking baby, that's that's some fucking bullshit." I'm gonna kill that baby eventually. Might have to wait till it grows up and gets really powerful, then t- then take yeah. it off. Yeah, it's like if you couldn't handle him when he like had zero ability to control any function that he had. Yeah, right. Like a baby. This isn't shots fired. A baby. <laughs> they just they can't. They're still figuring out like this whole like what are these things that are connected to me? Oh, their hands. I just put them in my mouth or whatever. Like they like they can't figure it out. Yeah. To be like, I know, I'm gonna come back at him when he's 18 after training for years and years and years as some sort of weird. Yeah. Wizard. When he's, he's okay. a peak, peak Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. I'll go for him. exactly. Like no, he tries to kill him when he's 11. Like when he's when he's in Hogwarts, he's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up, and somehow Harry manages to fucking beat him. Probably but. because he's. Uh, Harry Potter was presumably better than he was as Harry Baby, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. Fucking... That... Okay, Quidditch. Yeah. We didn't. We haven't talked about Quidditch yet. That's their. Uh, they finally it's like their baseball. It, they finally found a game worse than soccer, and it's Quidditch. <laughs> also, wow. there's an adult Quidditch. Quidditch. There are so many games worse than soccer. <laughs> yes, there really are actual adult things. You should watch the no, documentary I... Mudbloods on Netflix. <laughs> it is fucking amazing. Like, Brooms, they're just they're running around, run around just on. On broomsticks, but they're not flying because this is really happening in real life. <laughs> and then I don't know how they, the, there's there's all these different balls they gotta grab and they gotta get a ball through a hoop. And at the end of the game is when you catch the golden snitch. Yes, it's genuinely called that. But that's like an enchanted fucking hummingbird thing that flies around. You have to capture it, and when you got it, you fucking game's over. But it's magic. Like, how do you simulate that? Like, you I know what? Throw out a real hummingbird. <laughs> Yeah, that's the closest but, thing to magic like, that closest, those yeah. guys are like, gonna see. Go catch a hummingbird. <laughs> there better be really low ceilings, otherwise they have no shot. <laughs> oh, it's played outside. Like <laughs> this game goes on forever. That hummingbird just like skyward. That's it. <laughs> it's just like where's the nearest tree or flower? <laughs> We're gonna get on. It's not this. really quit. It's just us killing a bunch of hummingbirds. <laughs> It's just an excuse to chase birds around. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> Most of what I learned is I don't like Harry Potter. Yeah. Or anything related to Harry Potter. I'm starting to like it less. I'm glad I've already consumed all there is to consume. <laughs> yeah, because you could have. Yeah. 
Well, you had you did really did consume all there is to consume because before we go, we should. Oh, but the one thing I want to talk about though. Well, before but, we go, well, what I wanted to bring oh. up is where you went. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly where I was going. Is Harry Potter fucking world at Universal in Florida, and I think there's one in California as well. But my my family last year um, went went to Florida. So sadly, I had to go with it. Florida is a fucking scary swamp full of hillbillies and monsters. And <laughs> no, not even shots fired, Florida. That's your state fucking license plate says that. So Yeah, but it's also the home of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So. <laughs> it rained while we were there. It hot, pissy, fucking, like, the ca- like if, you, if it could rain inside your body, that's how it would feel. It was I think it awful. Does, right? like, it was gross. Like, this, this, like warm Florida rain lighting on you. Um, but the Harry Potter world was cool. They had uh, all these different like st- uh, weird little wizarding streets with like a dragon on top of a bank, and the dragon would breathe fire and stuff like that. You go inside the bank, and there was a ride in there that you could go on and stuff. Um, wait, there was some cool wait, rides. There was a bank ride. There was a bank ride. You get in, go get inside. Was it interest rates? Like what was the, like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like the market's taking a downturn. Was, you know, uh, uh, you've been to theme parks, and they're uh, they try to like liven up the queuing experience to make it less dull. <laughs> There's part of it where to make it make it like you have to go through a bank lobby, and you just for a while you're like, I'm queuing up in a bank, and I paid sixty dollars to get in here or whatever. It Someone's is. Like, like, you're like, this is what Harry Potter would be like when he goes to the bank. <laughs> And it's like, motherfucker, oh, you go to banks all the time. <laughs> it's like when he's doing his laundry and other menial tasks. This is dull. But eventually you, you go into the, the vaults underground and you're fucking spirited away through this like minecar ride. It's kind of cool. In fact, it's very cool. The, the rides are really good. But yeah, there, there are aspects yeah. of it that are not good. One of the things that's not good, um, <laughs> J.K. Rowling and her little fucking details about, about the, the Wizarding World, one of the things is she has a, a singer... That shows up and sh- not strong on songs isn't isn't Ms. Rowling, and the song is called "Cauldron Full of Hot Strong Love." Yeah, it's it's as bad as that. <laughs> yeah. Now, wait. In order for this, wait, w- wait. in order for the, no no no, I will wait in a second. In order to complete to round out the Wizarding World, they actually have a singer fucking singing a song called "Cauldron Full of Hot Strong Love," which is kind of a blues song they've decided, which has more <laughs> lyrics than just that. And on the hour, every fucking hour, or maybe on the forty-five minute mark. Regularly, this gal has to come out and go, "Fucking cauldron full of hot strong love" for like five minutes, and it's like it's a fucking her name, Madam sings a lot or whatever. Again, it's not <laughs> like a Dickensian level of, of naming your characters. There, Ms. Rowling um, has to come out and do this. Do this every hour. It's it's that is awful. That is that's a genuinely kind of like, oh, I wish they hadn't brought this part of the books to life. <laughs> also, that <laughs> cauldron full. <laughs> Cauldron full of hot strong love. Yeah. Borderline kind of borrow feeling. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> and I was gonna say it's like ten CC but much worse. And, That's and a lot of love. That's a, a bukkake of love. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds pretty gross. <laughs> like it sounds like some deep web shit that I don't like necessarily wanna like like no, get I'm, involved. I'm regretting what I just described as. <laughs> so the thing about sending your kids to private school. Not that I have kids. Not that the 5150 crew is putting kids through private school. But if we did put them through private school, like presumably the one in Game of Thrones, definitely the one in uh, in Harry Potter, we'd need some fucking money. We'd need some, some gold coins. And the only way that we know how to get gold coins on this podcast is to read some fucking ads. So here we go. I'll do that one. 
5150 is, slow down, you move too fast. Isn't it about time you took a minute to smell the roses? But yeah, we've all tried meditating and drugs and exercise, but the only thing that really works is tending a tiny zen garden. But those rakes, those tiny fucking rakes, badly made, ready to snap at any moment, it just pisses you off so much, if only there were a better way. You might not be aware of his company, but you will know his voice. Introducing Jeff Tate's Miniature Rakes. There continues to be many unkind comments about his terrible band on this podcast. But to prove he's the less bald man, not in any physical sense, obviously, Jeff is running this ad. These are high-quality miniature rakes. Would Jeff put his name to an inferior product, apart from Queensryche and Queensryche colon featuring Jeff Tate? Of course not. So, make like before the storm and get calm with the Jeff Tate miniature rake. Jeff Tate's miniature rakes. It will be an Operation Mindcrime 2 to miss out. I think he's using the same ad company <laughs> as he did last week. Yeah, he's got a weird franchise thing <laughs> happening. I, um, it's very self-deprecating. <laughs> he's got a he's got a better sense of humor than I would have thought. Yeah, I, I wonder if he really does. <laughs> I think he does. I mean, I haven't heard anything from him yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming that a- apart from the checks that that we cash, that's the only way he's been yeah. in touch. Yeah, and those checks have like a large watermark picture of him, and his signature is a tiny picture of him. <laughs> you know, so that's what I like about it. <laughs> it's weird. What's also weird is eating flowers. Yeah, the the bake off this week, uh, as you've reminded me, because I I didn't watch. Because you just don't even care. I mean, it's the the botanicals week. Botanicals week. Yeah. So for the first time ever, I think this is another new one. They're trying to sprinkle in some new shit. Yeah, there was the batter, and there's I think batters. The, the Tudor week's coming up. Tudor week, I fucking pumped. But normally it's just that's just gonna be the feature segment. Normally it's, it's me bread too. and cakes because those are the things that you bake. Don't <laughs> worry, bread was in this. Yeah. So I remember yeah. more of this one. Wasn't drinking during it, so we're not gonna have to segue to Tony Scott movies unless we want to. Uh, opening gambit was a meringue pie. That okay. was citrusy. Uh, old Harry Potter. Yeah. Tried to make the case that pumpkin is a citrus fruit. <laughs> pumpkin is not a citrus fruit. I'm not even <laughs> it's sure like pumpkin's it's very, acidic. It's like very citrusy in flavor. It's not, though. Uh, no. Mean, it's not. That's... Like a, a lime, a lemon. <laughs> any of the, like, orange fruits that look like oranges or mini oranges. <laughs> or, yeah. Um, They're your citruses. Yeah, I mean, he got shit it on like they like that sounds right they crushed his fucking spirits with that because they're like not only is this underdone or whatever but it's pumpkin what are you doing you're no wizard you're not the boy who lived yeah (laughs) you know this is the boy who made a fucking pumpkin meringue yeah this is a fucking like this is a slivering move and like (laughs) expected more out of you harry so it's a bad look for him uh ginger baker was the only guy who made a key lime pie a key lime is my favorite pie. Wow. Note, note to all you. <laughs> if, if anyone's going to be if, everyone, if, anything into if, if anyone wants to like fucking send us some pies, <laughs> I will take I will take a key lime. It's a delicious flavor. Um, uh, any other standouts from the uh, the meringue section? I found out Mary Berry has a hardline stance about meringue being made in the oven instead of being blowtorched. I didn't know there's a fucking difference. So like, so like when she's really breaking down the differences, I was like, sounds legit. I don't know. Like I don't eat meringue shit, so I don't know. Like oh, meringue can be good, but I've had like 
the meringues where you make meringue and then you make you just like dollop them onto like a fucking tray and put them in the oven and it's yeah. like a weird cookie not cookie you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah and they're kind of um chewy in the middle yeah, yeah they have a, like an out hard outer layer and then the inside is like a fucking mm. like marshmallow or something mm. right i've had those but i've like you know like I even like key lime pies that i've had generally don't aren't fucking topped in meringue like a lot of times it's like you want to be able to see how green it is <laughs> uh so what was the technical technical was a paul hollywood special bread he's like make this crazy french bread and so he had it had to be cut a certain way and he didn't he just described it like oh like you know he's like make two lines and then six lines to the side so and people were like, I don't know how to interpret that. So, like, only, like, two or three people who had actually seen this French bread, like, knew what it was supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like a leaf. Okay. But people were making parallel lines in it, which is not what leaves look like, because leaves don't generally have two stems running through sure. for the center <laughs> of them. Um, people bricked the shit out of it. Ginger Baker did, I think, really bad. Good. He so he bricked two in a row, and this he was like a he was close to tears going into like the showstopper because he was like, oh, I got I got to really pull out all the stops, every did, single stop. Was he able to do that? All stops that are available to me. Uh, no, he did kind of bad oh, on awesome. the fucking on the showstopper as well, and it looked like he might be going home. Um, meanwhile, old Harry Potter. And th- there are other characters still in this. Like they are. By the way, Candace, still in this. What I forgot, Candace. Star Baker last like last oh, yeah. episode, and she'd been Star Baker before. She's been yeah, Star she's Baker Star twice. The first time, but that me pub, me little pub. Oh yeah, pub. that's right. She yeah yeah yeah. Star Baker last week. She might be quite good. You you're not a fan. She's okay. She's just filthy. She just like keeps doing like the filth just into the camera like single on tundra. <laughs> she's yeah. Um, uh, Tom made a. I mean uh, that's fine, but time and a place. Come on, let's yeah family. <laughs> So the showstopper, it was a you had to make a three tiered cake. Okay. Uh botanical flavored or uh decorated with flowers or all this. Yeah. So they didn't have to make a million things, which is cool because generally they've had you to think, make you think Paul's been busted for selling a lot of stuff on the side. Uh, no, I mean maybe unless you know, he's probably had seven weddings he had to make cakes for. People's like cakes were a goddamn mess. Like people were fucking super shitty. Um old Harry Potter made a tea cake. He used like tea, tea as flavor. Yes, in a cake. Yeah, multiple different types of teas. Top top I mean, layers chamomile, middle layers some other type. Like I mean, no. jasmine was in there. Like it was no, right? No, no, no on that. I mean, I think most people did think it was a bad idea, and when they were like walking around doing their like their interviews, which is a good excuse to like uh, pre warn people who have already committed this a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, let me point out why your idea is bad, but you only have two hours to do anything <laughs> about it later. Like, um, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, that's that's real weird. And it's really hard to get tea flavor in stuff. I bet, yeah. Because it's kind of a mellower flavor. It's yeah, imparted. It's something that's got, like, frosting and shit on it. Like, you know. Um, so he did that. I can't remember what Ginger Baker made, but I think it was just a normal, like, kind of like, oh, it's like a lemon you know, poppy seed thing or whatever. That sounds pretty good. But uh, he overbaked all of his stuff, and decor- it didn't look very good. Like, oh. the decoration on it was all kind of shitty. 
and uh, he really thought he was going home. But he did. What happened? He didn't know because Rav, Rav, Rav I think. did slightly worse. Oh wow! And so Rav got sent home. Oh, I like Rav. Yeah, Rav was cool. He was one of the nicer ones. Fucking Ginger Baker was crying. <laughs> he was so sure when they called Rav's name. There was the cam, the Ginger Baker cam, <laughs> where he just had the face like, "How did they not say Ginger Baker?" Even though that's not his name. His name is Ginger Baker. He just assumed that they would say. So that's that. Do you remember who Starbaker was? Uh, old old Harry Potter. Oh, really? After breaking out hard the first, came back. His tea cake was so spectacular. That sounds odd. I don't. I didn't look at what next week's is. I know in two weeks, <laughs> episode <laughs> eight. Time. I can't be more excited about a thing. <laughs> I'm really building up Tudor in my mind because they had a Victorian episode in a previous season. Yes. Yeah. And that was dope. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, weird because they had to make some sort of giant meat law. It was kind of like a beef wellington, but more meats and bigger. It was like a pastry-covered yeah. meat loaf. Food, food back in the olden days was horrible. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was generally meat. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way. Traditional English food. Have I not seen the good stuff? No, no. You, you're <laughs> seeing the, uh, the cream of the cream. <laughs> I can't say it in French because that wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah. But it's no, it's dreadful. Like um <laughs> our best food is Indian food. <laughs> because like and uh, the, you, bre- the breakfasts are pretty good. Your chocolates are awesome. And our, yeah, our, our um our cheap chocolates are really good. Yeah. Uh like uh, but that's the the traditional stuff like meat and potatoes, uh British cuisine is not good. It's like, um, I guess it's like what traditional Midwestern cuisine to be here, like which is not what people are clamoring for. It's not like, oh, <laughs> yeah. give me that pot roast casserole. It's like, no. Like, yeah. You guys like Italian food. And, yeah. And, and rightly so. Well, well like. <laughs> Us too. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying America's got rad cuisine. That, that wasn't oh, what no, I was No, no, but uh, like think. both countries do have because, unfortunately, a bunch of people from all over the place show up there and it's like, okay, fucking Chinese food now. And you're like, great. This is amazing. <laughs> But yeah, traditional like no back in in Lancashire in you know 1855, this would be what you'd have for dinner. Like, well, this sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is this week and these weeks have been so long. Yeah, I think we might be losing our minds. Yeah, this, this <laughs> <laughs> when this gets played back to us, we'll be like, I don't remember saying any of those things. <laughs> Full disclosure, that's how every podcast is. Yeah, most of the time, I think it's really funny because I forget. <laughs> <laughs> that we took a turn. That at a certain point something happened, and it was like. Wh- Sometimes I realize, oh, I didn't even know I had an opinion on that. <laughs> We're never short of opinions. No, they're not real though. They're all just point blank. What do you think about this? Oh well, for the sake of the podcast, uh, I guess I guess these things, <laughs> and I will defend it till I die. I don't care. <laughs> we inexplicably have gotten to the two-hour mark yeah, on should, recording. We probably call it. I, um, despite not having any real things to talk about. Good work. I hope there's 30 minutes of amusing material. <laughs> I think I can get the 35. Cool. Okay. Peace. <laughs>